When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 51 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast and our July 4th special. I hope everyone is enjoying the holiday. Life with Dexter was a very popular Australian radio sitcom that ran from 1953 to the mid-1960s and starred Willie Fennell as head of household Dexter Dutton, with his wife Jessie and his children Janie and Ashley. It was recorded in the 2GB Sydney Radio Auditorium before a live studio audience every Wednesday evening and was broadcast in Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. Over 500 episodes were produced, and Dutton wrote a book later that collected all the scripts from the show. When creating the show, Dutton loosely based it on the comic strip characters Blondie and Dagwood. My Friend Irma was an incredibly popular radio sitcom in the U.S., created by Cy Howard, which ran from 1947 to 1954, and starred Marie Wilson as the attractive blonde title character, with the intellect of a coffee table. Her roommate, Jane Stacy, was played by Kathy Lewis and briefly by Joan Banks. Her deadbeat boyfriend, Al, was played by John Brown, and Jane's boyfriend and boss, Richard Rhinelander III, was played by Leif Erickson. Others in the cast included their landlord, Mrs. O'Reilly, played by Jane Morgan and Gloria Gordon, neighbor Professor Kropotkin, played by Hans Conried, and Irma's boss, Mr. Clyde, played by Alan Reed. Most episodes involved ridiculous situations that Irma put herself and her friends in due to her innocence and her less-than-stellar intelligence, and the subsequent fallout. The show was sponsored by Swan Soap, and Irma usually made some silly remark in each episode that referenced the product. The show made the transition to television from 1952 to 1954, and two films were also made. Now sit back and enjoy the episode Life Insurance Policy from Life with Dexter, and the episode Birthday Date with an Older Man from My Friend Irma, and Happy Independence Day. <laughs> The Commonwealth Savings Bank of Australia, the bank for all the family, takes pleasure in presenting the show for all the family, Life with Dexter. Just a rainy day. Be sure to stay the friendly Commonwealth way. So listen to this advice and start right today to bank Commonwealth say Commonwealth Bank Commonwealth now. Life with Dexter was in one heck of a mess recently, and all because of a simple life insurance policy. The events leading up to the mess began quite quietly one evening in the Dutton living room. Janie was out of the movies, Jessie was knitting, and Dexter and Ashley were reading separate parts of the evening newspaper. 
Ashley was looking at the stock market reports while his father was studying the comic strips. <laughs> Gee, Mum, I wish we had shares in Batty's breweries. They've gone up 19 shillings in the last fortnight. How interesting. <laughs> Something interesting in your section of the paper, dear? Uh, yes, yes, Katie Kangaroo's knocking on Billy Bear's door with a tail. <laughs> How amusing. Now, would you boys like to give me a little attention for a moment? I have something important to say. Consolidated electrics down ninepence. Ashley, your mother has something important to say. Hmm? Oh, oh, sorry. Well, it's not that important, but it concerns mother. Yeah. Mother? Jessie, if she's coming here for another visit, I'm definitely joining the Foreign Legion. <laughs> Dad, can I come with your mascot? Well, that's lovely, isn't it? Well, as it happens, mother's not coming here. She's... Oh, well, that's different. Uh, how is the dear sweet uh, thing? <laughs> Quite well, thank you. But she wants Janie and me to spend next weekend with her. Do you mind? Well, no, not at all. I, I think that'd be nice for you. Three girls having a pleasant weekend chatting together. Well, one chatting and two listening. <laughs> well, a change will be good for you, Compost Mum. Dad and I will batch like we did once before. Uh, oh, yeah. no, you won't. I'm not coming home to that again. It took me a whole week to get the house looking normal. Now, batching is out. But, but Jesse, what do you expect us to do? Book into a hotel? That won't be necessary. You're staying next door with the Wilmots. With the Wilmots? With the Wilmots? Well, I didn't say with the gummy sharks. <laughs> Clara insists that you spend the weekend with her and Kimberly. Oh, that's just dandy. Monday to Friday with KG on my back, and now Saturday and Sunday with him on my back and Clara on his back. Yeah, the weight of both of them might crush Dad to death. Uh, yes! Victor! Oh, yes, KG, I'm here. It's embarrassing for me in front of the staff to be yelled at like that. If you were in America, you could enter the hog-calling contest. Oh, stop being temperamental. I understand you and Ashley are going to move in with me for the weekend. That's right, but it's not my idea. It was cooked up by our wives. Yeah, but there's been a slight change of plans. Clara now has to visit a sick aunt. It looks like Saturday and Sunday we're going to be just three men together. Oh, well, in that case, why not batch at my place instead of yours? No, Clara insists you and Ashley stay with me. And she's arranged for a woman to come in and cook our meals. Oh, that's unnecessary. I I'm quite a competent cook. Remember the last meal I cooked for us all? Remember us? <laughs> My stomach will never forget us. <laughs> well, it wasn't bad spaghetti. It was only that I thought the direction said boil for an hour and 20 minutes and <laughs> instead of just 20 minutes. Dexter, let's leave the plans the way they are. Mrs. Donald is coming in both days to do for us. Well, it's most unnecessary. That is a matter of opinion. It's better her doing for us than you doing us all in cold. <laughs> However, let's forget the weekend and discuss something more important. Uh, put your signature there on that paper. My sick? Well, what is it? What am I signing? If you must be a sticky beak, it's an insurance policy for £10,000 on your life, naming me as beneficiary. You... You're joking, of course. Certainly not. I've signed this other policy here for the same amount on my life, nominating you as beneficiary. I don't get it. Who, who's paying for all this? The firm, of course. Dexter, it's often done nowadays in a partnership. You and I are partners in this firm. And as a safeguard, 
We'll have each other's lives well insured. A safeguard? If I sign this, I won't feel safe with you from now on. Oh, what utter nonsense. Every partnership should have this arrangement. If I die, you'll be compensated with £10,000. Well, tenpence would be enough for that. Don't try to be smart. If you're the first to meet with an accident or die, I'll be the one to benefit. It's elementary. It's also gruesome. Go on, sign. Well, are you sure you've signed your policy? Yes, it's right there in front of you. When you sign yours, they both go back to our solicitors for safekeeping. Oh, all right, I'll sign. But somehow I have a feeling I'm signing my own death warrant. Apparently, Dexter thinks putting his signature on a piece of paper could have a big influence on his life. And if that paper were a Commonwealth Savings Bank new account form, I'd say he was right. The people who open accounts in the Commonwealth Savings Bank are taking the first step along the road to happiness. The real purpose of saving in the Commonwealth Savings Bank is to give you peace of mind and enable you to enjoy a richer, fuller life. If you spend your money as you get it, you never save enough to buy the worthwhile things of life. Your money just dwindles away and you've nothing to show for it. So I do suggest, go along next payday and open a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. Start saving for the good things of life, and week by week, bank, Commonwealth. Ashley, I think it's time you were in bed. Your sister's already gone. Oh, gee, Mum, it's Friday night and no school tomorrow. Can't I stay up another half hour? All right, but no more. And please remember what I told you about being a good boy over the weekend while I'm away. That goes for you too, Dexter. Dexter! Oh! What's that, Oh, for goodness sake, what's wrong with you tonight? You're all jumpy like you're scared of something. Yeah, well, well, so I am. I'm scared of what I did today, putting my signature on that paper. Signing my life away to K.G. Wilmot. Oh, Dexter, you're acting like a little baby. Kimberly's done a wonderful thing organising those insurance policies. You're going on as if you think he's a, a potential murderer. Well, well surely you realise Kimberly's your friend. Ah, many a friendship's been put aside for less than 10,000 smackers. You keep out of it. Oh, I'm sorry, Mum, but I can't help thinking of a book I read a few weeks ago. The plot started off just like this. Just like what? Well, like what's happening now, what's happened at your office. It was a ghastly book. Penny Dreadful Rubbish. Actually, what was the name of this book? The Vanishing Partner. There's The Vanishing Partner? Oh, did it have to do with insurance policies? Sure. The senior partner convinced the junior partner to take out a life insurance policy, making the senior partner the beneficent chips, or whatever it is. The beneficiary. Oh, yeah, the beneficiary. And then he planned very carefully to have his junior partner knocked off so it looked like an accident. Ashley, will you please go to bed? No, no, Jesse, I, I want to hear more of this. <laughs> How did he commit the murder and make it look like an accident? He put a special poison in his friend's coffee. Oh. It, it was a poison that can't be traced in the body, but it causes death, which looks like heart failure. Oh, that, that's what I'm almost having now, Jesse. heart failure. Uh, well, if you ask me, you're both having brain failure. 
Oh, Dexter, I'm ashamed of you for having such thoughts about Kimberly. Jesse, if I don't have thoughts about him now, I might never have thoughts about anything. Mind you, Dad, there's one thing different about you and Mr. Wilmot and what happened in the book. Yeah? The senior partner in the book only arranged a policy on his friend's life. He didn't take out one for his friend on his own life. Oh, he... I see. Well, uh, that does make a difference, doesn't it? (laughs) I guess I've been having stupid thoughts about KG for no reason at all. You certainly have. I don't agree with that. You don't? No, you see, that's how the criminal in the book was caught. The police couldn't understand why he was to benefit from his partner's death while there was no policy on his own life. Yeah, but uh, KG has arranged the two policies. Uh, Why would he take out one to benefit me? Elementary, my dear Watson, to throw suspicion away from himself. Yeah, I reckon Mr. Wilmot's read the book. Uh, Look, this ridiculous farce has gone far enough. I won't hear another word of such utter dribble. Ashley, you go straight to bed as soon as you've put out the milk bottles. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Dexter, I'm ashamed of you in front of your son showing fear of your partner and best friend. Jesse, I'm just being logical and careful. I wouldn't say I was showing fear. No one can say I'm actually afraid of anything. Then why are you handshaking? You're as nervous as a kitten. I am nervous. Oh, I'm I'm not nervous. I haven't got a nerve in my body. My hands are as steady as... Jesse, I thought it was Dexter and Ashley arriving for the weekend. Oh, they'll be in shortly. I'm just off to catch the train with Janie. Has uh, Clara left yet? Yeah, she left a few minutes ago in a mad rush. Oh. Is there anything I can do? Well, yes, Kimberly, it's you I really want to see. Uh, would you put this little bottle of tablets in your pocket and do me a favor? Certainly. What are they? Vitamin tablets. You see, six months ago, the doctor said Dexter must take one three times a day. He always forgets, so I've made a habit of putting one in his tea at each meal. He doesn't know I do it. I catch on. If he knew, he wouldn't drink his tea. No, leave it to me, Jesse. I'll do it personally when he's not looking. Oh, thanks a lot, Kimberly. And don't take any cheek from that son of mine. Coming, Janie. Looks like Janie's hailed a taxi. I'd better go. Have a pleasant weekend. And don't worry about your two boys. I'll look after them with Mrs. Donald's help. Well, Dad, the women have gone and here we are. Yeah, they've gone and here we are. The trouble is we can't stay here. We've got to move in next door with... with Jack the Ripper. Jack the... Uh, don't. <laughs> you know, I, I think your mother was right, son. We've been over-dramatizing the situation. I mean, KG's my partner and a good friend in his nasty sort of way. Dad, I know we've got to go into Mr. Wilmot's place before lunch, but, but let's not be foolhardy about it. You've got to be on your guard every minute. Ashley, look, I'll have no more no more of this talk. What reason would KG have to kill me? He's got 10,000 reasons. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he wouldn't do it. I'm just sure he wouldn't do it. How can you be sure? Didn't I hear you once say Wilmot would murder his own grandmother for sixpence? Well, uh, that was only a figure of speech. And I'm not his grandmother. I know, but the prize isn't sixpence. It's ten grand. Oh, yeah. 
Dad, look, I'm not saying it's going to happen or it's not going to happen, but you've got to be careful. Take no chances. No, that's understood. You and I'll stick close together all weekend and watch every move KG makes. At least we know there's a woman coming in to do the cooking, so he won't be preparing any food. Ah, uh, but we've got to watch out he doesn't get near the food after it's served. You know, Dad, there's one happy thought about this situation. I mean, you know, it's a nil wind and all that. What are you talking about? Well, supposing Mr. Wilmot does murder you and he's hung for it. Uh, Mum and Mrs. Wilmot and us kids collect 20000 between us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wilmot, what time would you like me to serve lunch today? Uh, whenever you please, Mrs. Donald. Mr. Dutton and Ashley should be here any time. I thought they'd come in earlier than this. Okay. I'll dish it up about 1.30. By the way, there's something you should know about one of your PowerPoints in the kitchen. Uh, don't tell me it's throwing out sparks again. <laughs> sure is when you switch it on. I can get by without using it for lunch, but I'll need it for this afternoon. I'm terrified to touch it, in case I get electrocuted. Yes, well, uh, we'd better do something about it. I'll find the electrician later and have him come over. Thank you. Oh, well, I'll get on with preparing the lunch. It's all right, Mrs. Donald, I'll get it. Uh, good morning, KG. Good morning, Mr. Wilmot. And about time, too. It's nearly lunchtime. I thought you were coming in to spend the whole weekend. Well, don't stand there. Come in. You're not going to a funeral. <laughs> we, we hope not. Uh, come through and put your things in the spare room. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, tell me, KG, will, will Ashley and I be sharing the same room? Yes, if that's all right with you. Oh, that's fine. J just fine. Uh, be careful when you step on the... Oh, uh, oh, 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 Dad, Dad, are you hurt, Dad? I'm terribly sorry, Dexter. Let me help you out. Oh. I polished this floor for Clara last night oh. and I... Accidentally polished under the rug. Uh-huh. You you, you... you polished under this rug? Yes, I was just about to tell you before you slipped. You were just about to tell me while I was slipping. So you polished the floor yourself last night. That's right. First time I've done it in years. Uh-huh. First time in years. And you choose last night, the night before I'm expected... I notice you made me lead the way just now. Dexter, I don't know what you're insinuating, but I'm not sure I like it. Are you inferring I wanted to get a laugh from you slipping over? It's quite possible you expected to get more than a laugh. Much more. Ashley, I'm not going to have a fight with your father. Take him into the spare room and make him lie down for a while. I think the fall's affected his head. Maybe my head is a lot clearer than it's ever been. Maybe I'm not as dumb as you believe. What is your father talking about? Dexter, I'm sorry you didn't fall a bit harder. I might have been 10,000 better off. <laughs> Come and get it. Lunch is on the table, gents. Oh, boy, I'm starved. We're coming, Mrs. Donald. Feeling all right now, Dexter? Yeah, oh, I, I guess so. Uh, would you rather stay in this comfortable chair and I'll bring in your lunch on a tray? No, no, uh, no, I'll come with you. Uh, let's all go together. I'll just go ahead and see what we're having. No, no, you don't, no. Uh, I mean, uh, 
Look, we'll all go into the dining room together like one big happy family. <laughs> yeah, come on, the three musketeers, one for all and all for one. Oh, brother. <laughs> well, uh, which is my place? Uh, where do I sit? Sit where you like. I think you should be sitting in a psychiatrist's office. Well, um, I thought if you sat here, Mr. Dutton, and Ashley next to you, with Mr. Wilmot at the head of the table. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Donald. Uh, aren't you going to eat with us? Oh, no. I'll have mine in the kitchen, thank you. Oh, boy, this looks massive. Steak and kidney on toast. Shall I bring in a pot of tea now, Mr. Wilmot? Uh, yes, please, if you would. Well, the kettle's boiling, and it won't take a minute. Dexter, Ashley... Look at that queer-looking bird in the tree outside the window behind you. Gee, wait! What bird? I can't... I don't see any bird. Uh, too late. He uh, flew off. He must have flown off with... Uh, <laughs> KG, what are you doing? Oh, me? I'm, uh, I'm pouring milk into the cup, so, uh, so Mrs. Donald can pour the tea as soon as she comes back in. Well, let's start eating before it gets cold. Dad, I saw it. He dropped a tablet into the blue cup. Yeah, I... Uh, uh, uh. Here we are, Dick. Nothing like a nice hot cuppa. Uh, do you all take milk? Yes, I've already put milk in the three cups. Now, who wants the first cup? No, it's all right, Mrs. Donald. I'll hand them round. You go and have your lunch. Oh, thank you. Just call out if there's anything you want. Here, Dexter, this is the best cup for the elder guest. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I can never drink from a blue cup. Uh, it's my unlucky colour. You don't say. But I particularly want you to have this cup. I'll bet. I mean, I, uh, I'll bet I have bad luck if I touch it. I, I can't stand anything blue. Ashley, your father must have got a very nasty bump when he fell. Look, could I make the choice? I'll have the pink one, Ashley will have the yellow cup, and you have the blue one. No, thanks. I wouldn't enjoy the flavour from that cup. You... Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you admit it. <coughs> KG, you might as well know that Ashley saw you. He distinctly saw you sneak a tablet into my cup. Well, I did too, Mr. Wilmot. Okay, so I wasn't quick enough. At least I tried. And I can't be hung for trying, can I? <laughs> that is a matter of opinion. <laughs> At this moment, Dexter's wishing he was anywhere but in KG's house. And wishing for things is a habit quite a lot of people have these days. You hear people say, I wish I had a car, or I wish I could afford a long holiday, or I wish I could buy new furniture. And that reminds me of that Commonwealth Savings Bank slogan, it's easy to wish, but it's surer to save. And that is very true. You can keep on wishing forever and get nothing. But by saving steadily in a Commonwealth Savings Bank account, you can soon get the money to buy what you're wishing for. The people you see enjoying the good things of life are not those who wished for them. They are the people who saved for them. So stop wishing and start saving. Open a Commonwealth Savings Bank account next payday, and from then on week by week, Bank Commonwealth. <laughs> Joe, I must thank you very much for coming over and fixing this thing on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, it's all right. The electricians used to being called out at odd hours. I tell you, this PowerPoint was dangerous. Yeah, I should have got round to it ages ago, but this weekend my wife's away and I've got a woman in to cook for me and a couple of friends. The woman was scared when she saw sparks flying this morning. Don't blame her. 
could have been electrocuted. Very few people realise there are dozens of ways to be electrocuted in the house. Yeah, is that a fact? I know lots of accidents do happen. Too many. I'll tell you some of the ways a man can accidentally die by electrocution. First of all, there's the piece of flex that's frayed and worn. A man decides to repair it without disconnecting the plug. Before you know Dad, Dad, where are you, Dad? I'm here, son. I, I'm just trying to work out whether I should phone the police and have KG arrested or have a talk with him and give him a chance. Dad, we've got to get away from this slaughterhouse. It was lucky just now I overheard Mr. Wilmot discussing murder plans with some friend in the kitchen. <laughs> murder plans? Yeah, by electrocution. Huh? I'm still talking about them out there. Oh, how can KG be so brazen about it? I'll go home and phone the police right now. No, no. First of all, come and hear this conversation. It'll be good evidence. Oh, oh, all right, but don't make a sound. Creep on tiptoe. And that's one of the easiest ways he gets himself killed. But so quick. He's out cold before he can take his hand away. Oh! Oh! There. You see what I mean, Dad? Yeah, tell me, Joe, can a man be electrocuted in a bathtub? Only one way. You see, water's a great conductor of electricity. And if an electric radiator was accidentally dropped into the water, the man would be killed in a bath of electrical currents. <laughs> oh, the fiends! You could almost say he'd be stewed. Oh. <laughs> That's right. He'd be gone. Dad, oh. if we hadn't heard this, you might have taken a bath. Oh, no, I'd better let you go. I don't want to waste your Saturday afternoon. I'll see you again. Next time. Bye. Uh, thanks a million. Come on, son. We'll go into our place and lock ourselves in. I'll phone your mother to come home. She'll know what we'd do. Oh, that Jekyll and Hyde. Dexter, I don't want to hear anything about it till Kimberly gets here. I've phoned him and he's coming straight over. Mum, we're not kidding you now. Locking yourself in the house because Kimberly's trying to murder you. It's the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. Well, you, you just wait till you hear KG try to deny the evidence. W what did he say when you rang? He said Ashley's been acting like he was mental and you've been acting like you were more mental than usual. May I come in? Oh, please do, Kimberly. My husband and son have some distorted notion that you were trying to commit murder. I beg your pardon. It's no good denying it, KG. You even admitted putting a tablet in my cup of tea. A tablet? I put in one of the tablets Jesse gave me. I'm afraid I was caught doing that, but what's it got to do with murder? Oh, Dexter. What? I gave Kimberly your vitamin tablets to make sure you'd have them. I've been sneaking them into your tea for months. Vitamin tablets? Vitamin tablets? Here's the bottle, Jesse. Oh, Dexter, I Wait can... Wait a moment, J just a minute. Keggy, how about the conversation we overheard? Ashley and I overheard you and some accomplice planning to electrocute me in the bath. Jesse, he has gone loco. Oh, you Alec. You heard Joe Herbert, the electrician, telling me a dozen different ways a man can be killed in his own home if he's not careful. Yeah. Joe came to fix the power plug in the kitchen. Oh, my goodness me. Claire has often told me about that PowerPoint. Well, gee, Dad, I... I Let's I, get I, this straight. 
Am I to understand you two bird brains actually believed I was trying to kill you? Uh, Not kill both of us, only me, for the insurance money. Christopher Columbus. Oh, heck, you should both be thoroughly ashamed of yourselves. Yeah, but I... I... Oh, KG, I... I I, I don't know how I could have believed such a thing. It all seems so ridiculous now you've explained it. Ridiculous is an understatement. I, I just don't know what to say. Goodness, when I consider it... I mean, you wanting to murder me for a measly 10,000 pounds, it's it's preposterous. It might have been this afternoon, but right now I'll do it for nothing. Jesse, hand me that carving knife. Will you? Put that down, Well, I don't know how far Dexter will run, but I do know that he couldn't run anywhere in Australia without seeing an office of the Commonwealth Savings Bank. In every district, in every state, there are Commonwealth Savings Bank offices giving you the best in savings bank service. Almost every post office is an agency of the Commonwealth Savings Bank, and there are thousands of other agencies and branches. In fact, there are over 7,000 offices of the Commonwealth. At any of these, you may open an account or transact saving bank business. From this, you can see that the Commonwealth Savings Bank provides service wherever people need it. You can see, too, why over five million people bank Commonwealth. If money can buy it, saving will get it. So bank Commonwealth now. For a car or a bike or just a rainy day. Be sure to save the friendly Commonwealth way. So listen to this advice and start right today to bank Commonwealth Saves. Life with Dexter is produced by Noel Judd and written by Willie Fennell. And this is John Dunn inviting you to enjoy Life with Dexter at the same time next week from this station. And remember, you'll always enjoy life with a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. Created by Cy Howard, transcribed from Hollywood, and starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. Well, today is Irma's birthday, so I think I'll wake her up and congratulate her. Watch what happens now. Irma? Honey? You take your hands off of me, Clark Gable. (laughs) Boy, when this kid dreams, she really dreams. Irma, come on. Hey, 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 Irma. Huh? Huh? Good morning, Janie. Good morning, Cookie. You know what day this is? No. It's May 5th. Doesn't that mean anything to you? Let me think. May 5th. Of course. What is it? 256 shopping days until Christmas. 
No. No, no. Now, let me give you a hint. 25 years ago, 25, your mother and father had an addition to the family. Oh, I remember. That was the year the barn burned down, the cow slept in the kitchen. <laughs> no, kid. No. Today is your birthday. Oh, so it is. Congratulations, honey. Gee, just think, today I'm a year older. That's right. They say the older you get, the smarter you get. That's what they say. Then <laughs> I must be smarter than I was last year. I don't think so. You just put two spoons full of salt in your coffee. <laughs> See, I'm improving. Last year I put in three. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Cookie, I've been doing so much extra work for Richard this week, I haven't had time to arrange anything for you in the way of a celebration. I hope you'll understand. Oh, that's all right, Jane. You didn't have to plan anything. Besides... My Al is taking me out to a special birthday lunch today. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. Gee, Jane, I can't tell you how different life has become since my Al is working steady. What do you mean? Well, this is the first time he's taking me to lunch without asking me to bring sandwiches along. (laughs) Irma, I didn't have much time to shop, but I hope you like this little birthday present I bought you. Gee, I know I'll like it. With me, it... It's not the gift, Jane. It's how much you paid for it. (laughs) Well, go on. Open it up, huh? Why, Jeannie, they're lovely. A pair of salt and pepper shakers. Don't try to separate them. They're binoculars. (laughs) They are? Yes. Hey, look at the time. You better get to work. All right, Al's meeting me for lunch, and I can't make up my mind what jewelry I should wear. Oh, Cook, don't wear any of the junk Al bought you. Junk? Jane, did you see the emerald he gave me for Christmas? Irma, that's not an emerald. No? Well, then what is it? Personally, I think it's a diamond that turned green with envy when it saw a real diamond. (laughs) Oh, well, then I'll wear my pearls. Uh, Jane, do you think it's too warm for a fur stole? Not the one you bought. I held it in front of the electric fan and all the hair came out. (laughs) Now you can wear it as a scarf. (laughs) I'll see you, Cookie. And how are you this morning, Miss Peterson? Fine, Mr. Clyde. Fit as a fiddle. That kind of remark could make me hate music forever. (laughs) Shall we uh, dictate a letter? All right, I'll be ready in a second. Now. Uh, To Federal Judge John Carlton. I've got it. Already? Yes, I abbreviate things. It's my own system. (laughs) Ah. Uh, Let me see that. Miss Peterson, the word fudge is not an abbreviation for Federal Judge. (laughs) However, let us continue. Okay. Dear Judge... uh, As you know, I've always shouted your praises to the rafters. In fact, I have a picture of you hanging in our office. And I'd be honored if you and your wife would join us for dinner. Sincerely, Milton J. Clive. Okay. Next. Uh, No, no, no. Hold on. Would you mind reading it back first, please? All righty. Dear Judge, I can picture how much you would shout if I had the honor of taking your wife to dinner while you were hanging from the rafters. (laughs) No, no, no. It seemed too short. Um, you idiot! What I'm trying to see. Hello. Hi, Clyde. Can I talk to Emma? Oh, it's you. For you, Miss Peterson. Please make it short. Yes, Mister Clyde. Hello. Hello, chicken. <laughs> 
This is Al. Oh, hello, Al, honey. Busy? Oh, no. Not too busy to talk to my tootsie-wootsie. Oh, that's sweet, chicky-wicky. Does Alzie love chicky-wicky? Chicky-wicky is going to be out of a jobsy-wobsy if she don't get off the ponesy-wonesy. Now, honey, you better hang up. Mr. Clyde's getting angry. Okay, chicken. Just wanted to tell you, I can't take you out for your birthday lunch. What? I'll explain it all later. Bye. But, Al... Miss Peterson, if you knew you the word... You don't wor- understand, Mr. Clyde. Today is my birthday, and my boyfriend, Al, was supposed to take me out for a special luncheon celebration. He just... he just called it off. Miss Peterson, the fact that you came into being some 20 odd years ago, in my opinion, does not call for any rejoicing. <laughs> this is like celebrating the Johnstown Flood. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I don't see how he can be busy. He told me he wasn't working today. Excuse me, Mr. Clyde, this is very important. Important? Miss Peterson, I'm trying to run a business here. Don't you think that's important? Put down that phone. Mr. Clyde, weren't you ever young once? Hello? May I speak to Al? What? He's not there. Well, uh, have, have you any idea where he went? Oh, no. Oh. oh. Now, what did I say? Oh, Mr. Glad, I just found out the truth about Al. He's taking out another girl. And on my birthday. Oh, 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 you poor kid. That is unforgivable on your birthday. Look, why don't you take the afternoon off, eh? No, Mr. Clyde, this is my job. You pay me and I have a duty. No, 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 no. Forget it. Today. No, I'm a faithful secretary. And besides, I know that without me, you're helpless. <laughs> I'll see it through. Well, if that's the way you want it. All right, let's take that letter over. Dear Federal Judge... Got it. You didn't abbreviate, I hope. No, I didn't want to make any mistakes. Oh, good. What have you got? Dear General Fudge. <laughs> Miss Peterson, go home. Go home or I'll never live to see my birthday. Go home! <laughs> home so early. Mr. Clyde gave me the day off. Oh, I... Irma? You've been crying. What happened? I'm through with men. Good. Now, how does that apply to Al? (laughs) You know what he did, Jane? He stood me up and went out with another girl. What? Are you sure? His landlady saw him get into a cab with her. Well, of all the low-down tricks... Oh, Jane, I hate all men. Now, just take it easy, Cookie. There are still some men around who are pretty nice. Well, I never meet them. Well, give yourself a chance. You've been locked in with this nothing for six years. Yeah, I've been a fool. Well, I'm not going to let him ruin my birthday. I know of a nice fellow who'll be glad to take me out. I think I'll call him right up. Wait a minute, wait, wait. Do I know him, honey? No, uh, Amber Lipscott gave me his number, and he's tried to make a date with me for a long time. Uh-huh. Hello? Hello, is Mr. George Clover there? I said Mr. Clover. The gentleman they call Pops. Pops? Oh, he's out to lunch? Well, uh, well, tell him Irma Peterson called. Thank you. Irma, 
How old is this Mr. Clover? Well, I understand he's in his very early 60s. I don't care how early he's in. After 60, it's kind of late. (laughs) What made you call him? There are plenty of others you could have called. Young men. Well, it's just that, Jane, I don't want to go out with young men anymore. Why not? Well, they're too fickle. And besides, all they want to do is run around, dance, and try to kiss you. What's wrong with that? That's childish. Oh, take me back to my childhood days. (laughs) Listen, Irma, you... Please, Jane, my mind is made up. I I think I'll get along better with older men. Why? Well, you see, I'm very mature for my size, and an older man is more worldly. Yeah? A sophisticated, as they say in Paris, a real bum villagianti. (laughs) The word is bon vivant, honey. And I still don't like the idea of you going out with somebody that old. Come in. If you don't mind, it's me, Maestro Vondekin. Hello, Janie. Oh, you're home too, Irma. Yes, my boss gave me the day off. I only came down to ask Janie what I could get you for a birthday present. But you might as well tell me. You see, Jane, how considerate old men are? What? Who's who's old? I only walk bent over like this because the mattress Mrs. O'Reilly gave me is shaped the same way. (laughs) Yoo-hoo! Anybody home? Come on in, Mrs. O'Reilly. Hello, girls. Hello, maestro. Hi. Mrs. O'Reilly, you got your hair cut. Yes, but how I hate it to part with my beautiful red tresses. Do you think it makes me neck look too long? Well, uh, from the back, it looks like a giraffe trying to swallow a tomato. I wasn't asking your opinion, and if you don't address me like a lady, I'll stop you. No, 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 no. Now, before we get into this, there's something more important. Important? Yes, Mrs. O'Reilly, I've always considered you an expert on these things. Can you see anything wrong in my going out with a man who's much older than myself? Well, personally, I never approved of it. Well, this is only because there isn't a man living older than yourself. (laughs) Oh, shut up. (laughs) Irmer, how old is this gentleman you're thinking of going out with? About 62. Mmm, prime pickings. (laughs) I mean, Irmer, really, I think the man's too old for you. But of course we wouldn't want to disappoint him... So if you'll just give him my phone number... Uh, Mrs. O'Reilly, the man is 62. Do you want to rob the cradle? (laughs) Will you be still? Girls, how did all this come about? Well, as you know, Mrs. O'Reilly, today is Irma's birthday. Oh, of course. How stupid of me. Here, I have this package under my arm, and I forgot all about it. Irma, darling, here's a little birthday gift for you. Oh, Miss O'Reilly, you shouldn't have done it. May I unwrap it? Sure, go ahead. Oh, golly, what a lovely painting. You're the wreck of the Hesperus. <laughs> Don't be funny. It's a portrait painted of me ten years ago. <laughs> well, I better decide what I'm going to wear when Mr. Clover calls. Look, now look, I... I... I don't like to interfere in your life, but as your self-appointed guardian and closest friend, I think it's unthinkable that you should consider going out with a man that old. Well, what's so terrible about it? Well, honey, don't you realize when you're 35, he'll be 70? 
And when you're 50, he'll be 85. And when he's 105, you'll be 70. So what? If he gets tired of me, I'll find somebody else. date with an elderly gentleman, personally, I don't like the idea. It's not that I have anything against old men. It's just that Irma is mentally so immature. I think the word is infantile. (laughs) Right now, she's at the beauty parlor. She wants to look older, you know, more sedate, so she's having her hair done with a bun in the back. Well, really, Janie, I think your attitude is wrong. Just because a person's getting on in years doesn't mean they can't be exciting. Take me. Yeah, what about you? Well, you know the old saying, wine improves with age. Yeah, but this does not apply to all merchandise that comes in barrels. <laughs> That'll be enough out of you. And if you don't keep quiet, one of these days I'm going to go through that bushy head of yours and find out where you hide your rent money. <laughs> Mrs. O'Reilly, I wear my hair long like this because I am a musician. And unless you are left tackle for the Green Bay Packers, your figure is still a mystery to me. (laughs) You see, now that's just what I mean. You each protest how much you love Irma, and yet when an occasion arrives where you could really give her advice, you never... Well, here I am. And, Jane, I found out that there's nothing wrong in a young girl going out with an elderly man. Who told you? Mr. Clark, the owner of the beauty parlor. How old is he? Seventy-two. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice to get an unprejudiced opinion. Yeah. You know. Look, Irma, you still have time to back out. And I... Hey, has, has Mr. Clover ever seen you? No, I told you he's a friend of Amber's. Good, good. When he gets here, why don't we tell him that Mrs. O'Reilly is Irma? Now, wait a minute. I don't go out with just anybody. No, no, he has to be alive. (laughs) Now, when is this gentleman getting here? 8.30. 8.30? Why, it's 8.25 now. That'll give me only five minutes to bathe, make up my face, and get dressed. Oh, I didn't realize it was that late. Forget it. I can make it. And if the guy comes five minutes early, she'll still make it. What do you say, huh, Cookie? Let Mrs. O'Reilly go in your place, huh? Nothing doing. Oh, Irma, why not? Gee, they'll have so much more in common. For instance, if Mr. Clover should talk about the time the earthquake destroyed San Francisco, at least Mrs. O'Reilly would be able to discuss it intelligently because she was around when it happened. She was around when Vesuvius destroyed Pompeii. man will say something to offend me. <laughs> what do you say, Cookie? No, Jane, it wouldn't be fair. Besides, it's too late. That's him now. Oh, here we go. I'll get it. Won't you come in, Mr. Clover? Good evening. Are you Miss Peterson? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you Miss Peterson? I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, I'm Irma Peterson, Mr. Clover. Oh, isn't that nice? Is this lady your mother? No. Your grandmother? No, but you're getting warm. (laughs) Uh, Try grandfather. Uh, By the way, my name is Maestro Vanderkin. Glad to know you, sir. I hope I haven't taken the initiative too much, but I wanted to make this evening a little different for you. So I have two tickets for an exhibition of sculpture by the early Incas. Oh, 
how debonair. Of course, you're familiar with the Incas. Here we go. Oh, yes, they're so talented, the three of them. The three of them? Yes, Inca, Dinka, and Do. Well, let's go. See you folks later. Oh, boy. This should be a night for history. And I've done all I could. I just... Mr. Clover can't be calling for help already. Huh? Hello? Western Union? No, no, Miss Peterson isn't in, but I, I can take the message. What? It's her father. Her father is flying in from Minnesota and should arrive here by midnight. Thank you. Glory be, Irma's father. Yeah, won't Irma be thrilled? He's never been here. Oh, gosh. Yeah, what's wrong, Janie? Well, oh, gee, Meister, I don't want to stay up to all hours to give Irma the news. I guess I'll just write her a note, huh? Wake me up, Irma. Have important message. Right idea, Janie. Come on, Maestro. Let's go up on the roof. Why? Well, you know, this time of the year, the nights are balmy. The nights may be, but I'm not. Bye. <laughs> Well, Miss Peterson, when the music starts again, shall we dance more? No, I'm tired of the turkey trot. Can't you do the rumba? The rumba? What's that? Well, it's sort of like the turkey trot with a wiggle in it. Irma, at my age, I don't like to wiggle unless it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> well, let's just forget dancing. Yes. Yes, can I take you home now, Miss Peterson? But what about the Incas? I'll send them a note of apology, all three of them. Oh, I guess Jane's gone to bed. Good night, Mr. Clover. I had a wonderful time. Thank you, Irma. And it's... it's hey, what's going on here? Step aside, mister. Chicken. Don't you dare talk to me. Good night, George. It was wonderful seeing you. Good night, Irma. Chicken, say something. Get out of here. How dare you stand me up on my birthday and go out with another girl? But, honey, I've been trying to locate you all day to explain to you. That was no girl. That was the boss's daughter. I had to apple polish him so I could get a raise. You see, the more dough I make, the quicker we can get hitched. Hitched? Oh, Al, when you say that word, I hear bells in my head. Oh, to think that I doubted you, darling. Oh, forget it, chicken. I could never doubt you. Never. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, who was that old phobie that just left? Uh, 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 hmm? You, uh, wasn't two-timing me? Oh, of course not. That was, uh, the, uh, that was my father. <laughs> you call him by his first name? Oh, we're a very close family. I often call Mom Mother. Well, your father's name isn't George. I know he's traveling incognito. Uh, you know, that's on an expense account. <laughs> well, wait a minute, chicken. I demand to know what's going on here. What's all the noise? I do... Oh, Irma, are you back already? What happened? Hello, Al. Hiya, Jane. Irma, didn't you read the note? No, but it's not important. Uh, uh, Jane, Al... Thinks I had a date with another man tonight. Did she? Well, uh, 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 uh... Oh, Jane, you know that elderly man I went out with tonight was my, uh, father? 
Oh, well, Irma, what I'm trying to say is that... Uh, oh, who can this be? Uh, uh, come, come in. Well, hello, Irma. Chicken, what have you opened here? A home for the aged? <laughs> Irma, dear, aren't you going to say hello? Oh, of course. Uh, uh... Chicken, who is this geezer? Uh, he's my older brother. But he looks older than your father. Oh. Uh... <laughs> well, my father married very young. <laughs> What are you talking about? Don't you recognize me? I'm your father. Oh, yes, now I remember. Uh, you're my father by my first mother. <laughs> what? Now, don't get excited, Dad. You know, this happens often in the big city. Uh, you see, Al, the way... Uh... If this is another guy, come in. Sorry to bother you. I forgot my glove. Oh, that's all right. I... Wait a minute. If one of these guys is your father and one is your brother, how come they don't recognize each other? Uh, we lived in a big house. <laughs> they seldom met. Chicken, I think you've been two-timing me. I don't know which of these guys is which, but rather than ask embarrassing questions, this is for you. No, let me out of here. Let me out of here. And this is for you, stranger. Oh, oh, my eye, my eye. Al, what have you done? This man is really my father. Well, Irma and her dad had the most wonderful birthday reunion you could imagine. You know, he's a little like Irma. You talk to him, too, and you don't know what hits you between the eyes. As for Al, he's back in love with Irma again. Right now, they're sitting on the sofa. Listen. Al. Al. I'm through thinking about elderly men. Well, you know, chicken, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's right. <laughs> Besides, you're so much more fun to muzzle with. <laughs> Isn't that precious? <laughs> by the by, if there's anybody who'd like to buy these two doggies in the window... Just write to me, Jane Stacy, care of my friend, Irma. My friend Irma came to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.